eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack had you covered with all the news and notes surrounding, surrounding your Penguin. Only on. Fifth Avenue Faceoff. Welcome in, friends, neighbors, hockey fans, to the first regular season edition of Fifth Avenue Faceoff. Hi, I'm your friendly host, Chris Mack, here uh, to break it all down after a season opening loss to the Chicago Blackhawks. 4 2, the Pens fall after. They had a game in their control for much of the first two and a half periods and then let it slip right through their fingers. Man, I'm having flashbacks, PTSD, all of it after the way last year's regular season ended at home. We'll get to all of that. We'll get to something funny, actually, that happened at tonight's Penguins game. And just how much you should or should not worry about this season opening loss with 81 more regular season games to go and a good six months until the playoffs start. Probably not a lot of good reason to start wringing your hands and gnashing your teeth, but there are things certainly worth getting into. Uh, A reminder that if you haven't yet, you can watch this show, Fifth Avenue Faceoff, on the 93.7 The Fan YouTube page. Tap the notification bell while you're there to be notified as soon as new videos are available, including full episodes of Fifth Avenue Face-Off. And if you prefer the audio-only version, why, though, when you could have this face staring at you for a good... No? Okay, that's fine, too. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and, of course, your handy-dandy and always-free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it today and follow or subscribe to the podcast however you get uh, you get your podcast, and then you'll be notified as well. When new episodes are available, perhaps you got that notification after you had already gone to sleep Tuesday night, and now it's Wednesday morning, and you're trying to figure out, what the hell was that? Like, did I, oh, what, did I fall asleep on April 11th and wake up and it was the same day? It Honestly, it... It takes me back to the 1980s. And you say, wait, what? Huh? The, the Penguins, in, uh, that's the uh, decade they drafted Mario Lemieux. They started their ascent 
towards back-to-back Stanley Cups in 91 and 92. What, what are you what are you talking about, Chris? What 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 could you I mean the all too often used in the 1980s uh storytelling device of a coma from who shot JR and the series Dallas making a really old reference there for anybody under the age of 40 you have no idea what Dallas is and that's okay to movies and other TV shows the coma right soap operas love the coma you uh you get conked on the head right oh I'm, I'm, I'm out and six months later you wake up you go, oh who are you people maybe there's some amnesia involved right who are you people what's going on where am i honestly kind of had that for a second tonight in the third period watching the penguins blow this two nothing lead over the Chicago Blackhawks, allowing three goals in the third period. Okay, one of them was an empty netter. One of them took a funky hop in front of Tristan Jari and then was banged home. But you know what? That third one, that one probably could have been a save. That one probably could have been a save. So I just found myself wondering, sitting there, as I watched a Penguins team fritter away opportunities, and just sort of slowly slink into darkness if I had been hit on the head by a blunt object on April 11th. That's the day the Penguins lost to the Blackhawks at home and were eliminated from playoff contention last spring. I, I found myself wondering, did Chris, did you get hit on the head extremely hard and you 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 just, you were having a fever dream, right? Like, quite literally. So... The reason I thought of the coma and the who shot JR in Dallas, again, go just look up who shot JR on Wikipedia. You'll get sort of a Cliff's Notes version, um, which is this. There was this primetime soap opera on TV back in the day called Dallas about these this family of oil tycoons, all right? Everybody over the age of 45, bear with me while I explain it to the kids, okay? And there's a big cliffhanger at the end of one of the seasons where JR, he's the bad guy. Um, he gets shot by a faceless assailant, right? You just, you don't see who it is. And so the entire summer, this is back before you could binge shows. This is back before spoilers. This is back before really even cable had, had taken, you know, there was probably like 10 channels on cable, right? Um, this is back before all that. It's 1980. In the summer of 1980, was dominated. I wouldn't remember this because I was a baby at the time. But it was dominated by who shot JR. And they waited until the fourth flipping episode the following fall to pay it off. The writers of the show did. And it turned out, turned out, he, uh, he was shot by, I don't know, uh, whatever it was, uh, a mistress or something. The, the, Greater point to this is that Dallas, the entire show, ends up being a fever dream. Like, you get all the way to the final season, and they pay off the entire show, basically, by going back to where they started. The same scene of one of the main characters waking up and, and wondering, what what did I just, huh? What, what just happened? Turns out they dreamt the whole damn thing. Another really shoddy, 
and weak storytelling device from the 1980s. You woke up and the whole thing was a dream to go with the coma thing. Poor storytelling devices. That's what it comes down to. When you try to explain to a Penguins fan, and we'll get into the hockey-specific stuff in a second. Just bear with me here. When you tell someone, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, so they get eliminated by the worst team in the league in their final home game of the spring and miss the playoffs for the first time in nearly two decades. But here's the deal. They come back the following fall after having this incredible offseason where they turn over half the roster and make what everybody thinks is an impossible trade to acquire the reigning Norris uh, Trophy winner and another future Hall of Famer to add to their roster. And they open the season against the same team that eliminated them. But that team has the number one overall pick because, well, yeah, they sucked last year. And they've got the lead for two and a half periods. But then they blow it. Yeah. That that kind of thing would be like, well, no, it's it's got to turn out that it was just a dream, right? You had a bad dream. You got hit on the head. You were in a coma, whatever. No, no. that that th- This is such a poor storytelling device. The Penguins being eliminated by the Blackhawks in their final home game last spring and then blowing a two-goal lead to them in a very highly similar fashion to the way I, I, I want to say they blew eight separate two uh, second intermission leads last year it's just they would not believe you in film school they would tell you no sorry you can't you you can't it it, all of that is too simple you you can't do that you get elaborate uh, draw the storyline out a little bit more right no in this case the penguins are all too happy to use the soap opera storytelling devices of you all got hit on the head on april 11th you've been in a coma for six months None of that stuff really happened. And guess what? We're the same team. (sighs) That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like after this loss to the Blackhawks. As you can tell, I'm a bit frustrated by it. And I would imagine you are as well. But let's dip into some of the stuff that I think hockey-wise is worth talking about. Because ultimately, they're not really the same team. They played like it in the third period. But there was lots of good. And I know you don't want to hear good. We'll get to bad and funny in a couple of minutes. Uh, But there was good early on. Like, So let's start right off the hop with a beauty of a redirect by Brian Rust for that first goal. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that Sidney Crosby's line mates over the years have ended up building careers on going to the quote unquote dirty areas or greasy areas. And Rust was on his way there and having opportunities. I don't want to say fall on their lap, but having opportunities pop up and capitalizing on them. In this case, it's a redirect off a shot by Chris Letang, a bad angle shot, not, or at least not a great angle shot. Great job by Brian Rust, who admittedly later, and here's what we'll do. We'll go for every good thing we say. We've also got a bad thing to say. How about that? Okay. It's a reverse of the compliment sandwich. Maybe we'll have two bad things to say for every good thing we say. So, yeah, I guess that kind of is, yeah, it's a compliment sandwich. Like when you want to tell people things that you're upset with about them and things that they need to fix and improve on, but you sandwich them around something good. So, 
Brian Rust. Um, stop trying to dance at the blue line and carry the puck into the offensive zone on your own, especially when you're outnumbered. Chip and chase that thing. Dump it in. Go get it. Um, and also, the Sidney Crosby line. I know you guys were feeling it in the first 20 minutes. First 30 minutes. 40 minutes even. But you, you got to feel it for 60. Otherwise, you're going to get yourself in tough spots. And they did late in this game. They did. Uh, I think a combined minus five for Gensel, Crosby, and Rust. I think that's less indicative of how they played, really. Uh, plus minus doesn't always mean everything. But mm, on a night where you are the oldest team in the league going up against one of the youngest teams in the league, it's not a good look that you seemingly run out of gas after 40 or 50 minutes. Not a good look. So there's our compliment sandwich for the top line. Sidney Crosby with the goal, of course, because that's what Sidney Crosby does. And I will say this. If we're going to talk about how the third and fourth lines took some dumb penalties uh, in the second half of this game, didn't look like they had the best D zone coverage late in this game, uh, that's two things on both sides. Okay, once again, compliment sandwich. In the middle, I will say this about the depth lines. Early on, especially, and through the first, like I said, 40, 45 minutes of this game, first two, two and a half periods, that third line especially, but both of the depth lines were effectively moving the puck out of their own zone. And that doesn't sound like a lot, right? Like, oh, yeah, that's, that's what you do. When the puck is in your end, you get it out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But no, like I saw Nolachari at one point carry the puck from deep in his own zone, like down below the dots, took a pass, down below the dots, skated it up and out of his own defensive zone without turning it over or even coming close to turning it over. After what we watched last year from the depth forwards on this team, it felt like I was watching a different game. So there's your compliment sandwich. 
bad penalties, poor defensive zone coverage late in the game by the depth forwards. But early on, effective puck movement. I'll give them that. I'll also say this. If we want to go compliment sandwich, okay, again, on something from this game, because even as much as they dominated the first 40, 45 minutes, it still feels like there's a lot more bad than good in this thing. I will say this. Um, the bad when it comes to the power play was eh, you went 0 for 4. That's that's not ideal. Now, neither team scored a power play goal in this game, um, but you had opportunities. Y- you did. Excuse me, four shots on goal on the power play. Let me be clear about that. Um, the point remains the same. Other than some tricky-looking puck movement, which is the good here, um, the bad also to go with talking about the power play, Eric Carlson did not look, did not look all that great all the time. Um, some really nice passes, and again, puck movement early on, um, but eh, late in the game, again, some poor D-zone coverage. As Carlson ended up, I want to say a minus two. Yeah, a minus two. So 0 for 2 on the power play and Carlson not looking great. The compliment in the middle of that sandwich, the puck movement did look really nice. Like when Malkin was out there on the center point, which I know puts Carlson in a position where he's uncomfortable and really is probably not the best idea if you're looking to prevent shorthanded opportunities going back the other way. Um, It still felt like, man, if if they could stop globe trottering it for just a moment and put one of these on net or find a backdoor angle on one of these passes, this is going to score a whole lot more goals. Um, that alignment, I really, it, 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 I was, I was excited. Yes, close to salivating at the idea of that power play alignment. I don't know how often we're going to get it, but it was fun to watch for just those couple of minutes. All right. Compliment sandwiches. Do we have any more to hand out? I don't think. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's like those sandwiches. I don't know. Maybe I just went to a poor elementary school where they would kind of just put a lump of peanut butter between two slices of white bread and like the whole edge of the sandwich. There was no peanut butter touching it, but there was like this like this billiard ball of peanut butter in the middle. So you take a bite, it would be all bread. The next bite would be like, "Mm, I think there's peanut butter in this. And then the third bite would be like, you ever seen a dog try to eat peanut butter? How it sticks to its mouth. That's what it was when you got these cheap cafeteria peanut butter sandwiches. I remember when I was a little kid. Um, that's, That's what these compliment sandwiches were like. They were very cheaply constructed and we didn't have a lot of them so all of that being said this team looked and this is my main takeaway to be quite honest aside from the fact that early on they look good moving the puck out of their own zone early on the puck movement on the power play looked good even if they went over two early on oh here's 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 one more one more compliment sandwich are you ready um Early on, Tristan Jari played really well, really well, and had a couple of saves 
in the second period, I thought, that kept Chicago from coming back sooner. But, but, in the middle of this, we have the third period. The third period was not Tristan Jari's best period. Again, I mentioned it earlier. One of those goals took a weird bounce, left him out of position to make a save. There was an empty netter into the mix as well, late that he had nothing to do with. But the one that gets me, the one that is most frustrating for me is the Dickinson goal. I believe it was the Dickinson goal. I want to make sure I have them right here. Um, Where it... I'll be honest, it felt like Jari should have made the save. It should have been a save that if you're going to be a guy that helps your team win playoff series, and we still don't know if he can do that, if you're going to help your team win difficult games, then you're going to have to make that save. And yeah, it was. It was the Dickinson goal. Um, You got to make that save. And he didn't. And just like that, they're down with less than five minutes to go in the game. And there was no coming back from that again, because an empty netter was scored by Nick Felino about three minutes later. And before you know it, that's all she wrote. They lose four two. So what's the main takeaway here? The main takeaway, in my opinion, is that this team is old and they don't look any younger. They did look faster at times. They came out of the gates fairly flying, I thought, especially as compared to what we've seen the last year or two during the Hextall era. They went out and got faster. You can't argue that. And they looked like it for much of the first 40 minutes. And then the third period came. And this may be something that, unfortunately, we have to keep an eye on. Does this old lineup, this old roster, run out of gas? Especially against younger teams. Especially against younger teams when they're trying to protect leads late in games. Don't rope-a-dope yourselves, boys. Um, I don't want to say that's what happened tonight, but they did. They came out on fire. I thought they looked great. Really strong first period. Second period, at least the first 10 minutes, continue to play really strong and I think dominate at times. Back half of the second, it starts to starts to peter off. Early third, they're really starting to find themselves in bad position because they're not keeping up with the play. And that's what I worry about. L- late in the third, they're just they're they're getting out outworked. Maybe maybe not out. Yeah, they looked like they were getting outworked and outskated. And so that's my worry, is that this team, again, I don't want to call it rope-a-dopes themselves, but this team goes out and expends so much energy in the first period or two, and then they get to the third, and it's like Grandpa after he gets home from Cracker Barrel. You know, he sits in his comfy recliner. It's 4.45 thereabouts. He's had his dinner. And loosens the belt a little, maybe has half a high life. And by six o'clock, the news is droning on in the background. And he is in that comfy recliner, head tilted back. And he is just too long a day for him. 
right? Gramps is a good dude. Don't blame him for wanting to eat dinner early. Go get that Cracker Barrel, Gramps. But by the time the news is on, especially by the time you get to Jeopardy, man, he's cooked. He's done. He can't hang. I don't want Penguin third periods to end up looking like the old folks home during Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune more often than not this year. That would be a bad thing. Everybody's just kind of half glazed over, half asleep. Maybe you got the one sharp couple over in the corner playing checkers or bridge. More than likely rummy. Old people love rummy. I don't know why. But old people love rummy. Canasta. You want to look up a weird card game that I don't quite remember how to play? My grandmother and I used to play Canasta on late summer nights while sitting in her kitchen listening to West Coast baseball games. Still remember Lanny Terry talking about Tony Gwynn and playing Canasta with my grandmother. Anyway, here or there, I don't want Sid and Gino and Tanger and Carlson and everybody else over the age of 30 on this team to look like the old folks home during Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. I'd prefer they hang on to the energy reserves long enough that when they get to the third period, they're like my gram was, able to stay up late, listen to some West Coast baseball and play canasta with their grandkids. That's what should have happened. That's what was happening for the first two periods tonight. Sidney Crosby was showing Connor Bedard how to play this overly convoluted card game and was doing a pretty good job of beating him at it. And then it got late. That's that's my takeaway from this one is, are they going to be in trouble against younger, fresher teams? Now, Friday night against Washington, not to worry about, man. Um, right there with one of the other oldest teams in the league, in the Capitals. Alexander Ovechkin looks like, like, you think I have like prematurely graying hair here on the temples. Those of you on the YouTube feed can watch prematurely receding hairline. Look at that. Oh God, that's terrible. YouTube. If you'd like to discuss yourself with that. Um, Ovi. Now he's a world-class athlete. He's got excuses. Um, But Ovi, that man looks old. Sid's got some grays now too. And that's the point where, you can go skate balls to the wall for 40, 45 minutes if you want. You better be able to hang come the final five, 10 minutes. Maybe I'm making too much out of the age discrepancy, but I think it mattered tonight. I really do. And you need your goaltender to just make one save. Just one save. It's not on Jari, though, the loss. Honestly, it isn't. It's on the defensive zone coverage in front of him in that third period. So on the fact that the Penguins had opportunities, I mentioned over two on the power play. They had chances that they didn't finish off through the first two periods, despite, and I know the shots didn't feel like it, but they really were carrying play. It felt like for much of the first 40 minutes, especially the second period, I think it was 28, 27 in shots after two periods. And the Penguins outshot Chicago 15 to 10 in the second period. That's where they really should have taken control of this game. And they failed to. You've got to get out of that second period with the 2 nothing lead. And the Donato goal 
not a great way to give up the first one. And then, again, the unfortunate part is this is a story we've seen before. If you've watched a soap opera, if you've been privy to an 80s primetime drama, or really any, any, any other poorly told story, you've seen the, it was all a dream, or you were in a coma storylines before. And that's what this felt like. It feels like we fell asleep the night of April 11th, and we woke up on October 10th, and despite everything that we thought had changed in the offseason, it's kind of still the same team. That can't that can't happen. The Niedos and Acharis and Graves and Ellers and Smiths of, of the world. The Nied- Did I say Niedo? And of course, the Carlsons. They have to have a positive impact on this team going forward. I thought... To a large extent, Achari and Nieto did. Eller, he had an assist. I think those guys can be... Riley Smith had multiple opportunities that he couldn't bury. These guys had plenty of chances to impact the game, and they did the best they could to impact the game. But in the end, they didn't finish, left the door open, and when you leave the door open... When you're old, if the dog decides to run out the back door, you're not going to be able to chase it down. I'm out of analogies for tonight, okay? 4-2, Pens lose to the Blackhawks. Uh, another edition of Fifth Avenue Faceoff after they play the Capitals this weekend and uh, perhaps early next week. Early in the season, we're not going to inundate you with post game for every single game, but certainly... We want to talk about where this team is headed because nine out of their first 11, I think, are against teams that are not projected to be in the playoffs. They've got an opportunity to make hay here early on with their schedule stacked the way it is through the first month of the season. You got Gensel back in the lineup a whole lot sooner than you thought you would. You better win some of these games. When you look at the schedule, you've got opportunities if you're the Penguins that starts Friday in DC and then over the weekend we'll get you an episode to talk about that one and look ahead to next week as well Pens fall 4-2 to the Blackhawks if you have not yet followed or subscribed do that however you get your podcasts in your favorite podcast catcher I believe is what they call them Google Play Spotify Stitcher SoundCloud iTunes And, of course, your free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can also watch the show. Every new episode released as a video on YouTube as well. 93.7 The Fan YouTube page, youtube.com slash 93.7 The Fan. I'm Chris Mack, and this has been Fifth Avenue Faceoff.